Welcome to Design Thinking Games, a fantasy and user experience podcast. Each episode, your podcast hosts, Tim Broadwater and Michael Schofield, will examine the player experience of board games, pen and paper role-playing games, live action games, mobile games, and video games. You can find every episode, including this one, on your podcatcher of choice and on the web at designthinkinggames.com. Yeah, so one of the things that we were talking about, I think, in the past was we were talking about experience models and grinding different games, depending on if they're tabletop role-playing games, video games, what have you. Um, even LARPing, um, they have different kind of experience models. Um, and, you know, some have visualizations of that, like trees that you unlock for skill sets. Others just seem to be like um, unlocking abilities as you advance in levels, you know, for your character class. But then Others are just like the heinous grind that is essentially the unrelenting and unforgiving, you know, kind of grind that you have to do to um, to go through games. And I and I also think this kind of maybe relates to difficulty as well. Like, are you like that type of player who loves that kind of experience or that kind of a high difficulty? Right. Yeah, experience model is an interesting way to phrase it. It's really you know, it's, it's a reward model, right? And I think the there is the, based on the reward model, there is the path to achieving reward. So you grind, you know, you, you kill all the, all the pigs in Warcraft to either mine experience points, actual coins, look for that loot drop. But the reward is... Is, is kind of like a gift, a gift from the game. You get a thing by performing action. And I think difficulty makes that reward more of a, I don't know, like from, <laughs> like from having like a middling impact to being orgasmic, right? And I think the folks who like love the, the difficulty, the high difficulty type of gameplay regardless if it's a specific grind model or something else is because the reward, the payoff for that is so good when you get through it. When you finally get through your first or second like Dark Souls boss, you feel yourself like a boss, right? Um, Which is a, a different kind of like gameplay model than, you know, churning XP, which you gain by killing rabbits to get to level two. Yeah, I mean, I've attempted Dark Souls once in my life, and I literally think after 45 minutes, I was like, fuck this game, and quit. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and uh, I think we were talking about, uh, you know, for the umpteenth time, we'll bring up the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, but we were talking about our different play styles, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to roll through this game on the insanity level, because I want that sweet, sweet achievement at the end, but you're here like trying to like you know enjoy yourself which seems no, bananas on auto leveling auto leveling auto skill assignment i don't care i just kind of want to i'm the exact opposite i'm just like low low maintenance ease of joy that's why i'm here and uh and 
And I think, honestly, beyond insanity, I have a friend who he has a really great um, YouTube channel that actually he does walkthroughs. He does professional walkthroughs and does it for game facts and stuff like that. And um, he's a completionist. He will get every item in Final Fantasy VI. He will get level up every character to 999. You know, will do... 100% map exploration like and that's what he likes and then some of that you don't get a reward for that at all there's no you know uh some games have it baked in but some don't right but uh he that's just personally something that he likes and what he likes about it um and to me that just seems uh it just seems painful right i i'm I have very limited time to play games, and when I do, I want them to be enjoyable. And um, and I feel like I don't know. It's it's I'm not a completionist, and I'm not a person who wants to do something on like, um, what did you call it for Mass Effect? Like in legendary mode or insanity uh, see, insanity mode or? Uh, achievements? Yeah, um, and it's pretty difficult. And, and like, here's here's the thing. You, you, you kind of like tailor, you tailor the reward for the kind of gameplay you like. For me, for me, it's different. So Mass Effect, I love Mass Effect. I love, we talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time when I'm not talking to you. I play a Mass Effect Dungeons and Dragons campaign on Sundays. Um, I'm all in. Um, the thing, the reason I went up to the insanity level for this time is because I've played the original trilogy many times already and I'm looking for a new experience what Mass Effect offers in terms of its like player model is or its experience model is one where you know maybe the second time you play through a game it really is pretty darn different depending on the choices that you make the characters you choose to um, sidle up to but for me I've exhausted all of that you know I've completed 100% the at least exploring the galaxy and th that kind of thing. Uh, but I did that not because I am a completionist, I'm not, or I'm an achievement hooker, I'm not, um, but because I ended up kind of like knocking these things out as I was ex looking for these new kind of like narrative hooks that show up on different planets or whatever, but something with like dark. So that's a different reason. I went for insanity level on mass effect. Um, cause I was worried about being bored, um, with something that I already love. So I kind of did it as a hedge against being bored with a game that I've beaten a bunch of times, but something like dark souls, the difficulty is, or bloodborne, um, which I like a little bit better. The difficulty is, part of the process it is let me backtrack the mass effect difficulty is hard because your ai is stupid and the uh, the damage done to you is dialed all the way up but it's not hard because it requires great skill dark souls bloodborne that kind of experience um to an online uh like in an online experience something like maybe like chivalry which i've been looking at or for honor um for honor especially the difficulty 
it is hard because the gameplay itself is hard because there are a lot of factors um, that you have to time that block perfectly. You have to roll so you don't take bludgeoning damage. You have to do you. you re, there really is a game to not getting crushed. And it's not simply, mm-hmm. you know, dragging like a, a developer dragging all the way right on the on the damage level. And so with diff, so the difficulty in Dark Souls or like maybe like Cuphead you... I was actually just going to say Cuphead because to me, what you're describing is like cut, Cuphead. It's baked into the game. The game is that difficult because it requires that level of execution. And, to and getting to the next platform in Cuphead is a sign of your expertise. It's not like, hey, maybe to a degree, it's like, yo, I suffered like some dumbass AI or I've I figured out how to get around this um bananas boss <laughs> you know where um where it's uh difficulty layer is because it's it's got like an annoying component um but mm-hmm. for the most part it really is hard because i don't know getting past it is a show of skill and expertise and that's when i love difficulty i hate grinding i hate the grind i hate i hate churning for xp but i love a good hard game that requires badassery to get through i love that feeling so yeah we talked about that i love grinding i i now i've played cuphead i have you know cuphead for those who are not familiar with it next to maybe super meat boy is probably the most is the is notorious for being the most difficult side scroller game right and cuphead has like maybe six to eight running gun levels meaning that you are literally just going right or left and you're shooting and jumping but 98 percent of cuphead is boss battles like it is literally one boss battle after another after another and it'll let you play it on easy mode when you do that um you get credit for it like you can get a gold or something to spend but you have to beat the the boss on difficult mode to get that contract because the the way the game is specified is you work for the devil and you're collecting his contracts and if you the only way to collect a soul like a contract for someone is to beat them like on this insane difficult level that is like cuphead's akin to like one two maybe three hits kill you're dead you know i i couldn't even and i've played technical games before like bushido blade is one i played in the past where it was like you can block on the left and on the right you can do an overhead block and a and a lower block and a sweeping block and if you do not pull off if you're not reading your opponent correctly you're not you know kind of deftly you know kind of blocking and hence you get killed right but um but to your point like i think you know that's part of those games like i i've played cuphead for like two years i still haven't beat it i'm literally sitting at the last boss the devil at the casino and I cannot get past the casino dice man. Like, cannot do it. I've tried many, many times, and, and essentially what happens is, which is like what Cuphead is, is you get tired of trying and you put it away, and then maybe after a while you're like, I'm right at the end, I'll go back and I'll play it again. But, but it's like, I've done that and slowly got through the game, 
one day f soon, when I do be Cuphead, like it'll be, I'll post it out online or something that it took me two years to beat that game. What is, like, here's a good, I mean, maybe here's a, a good little subtopic where, yeah, I, I've played Cuphead. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's, it's silly. It's joyous. I understand that at one game of the year, rightfully, um, I quit it so fast. Right, I, I made it through like three levels, and it got hard. It got really hard. Uh, oh yeah. And so you've I never stopped. Nope, I haven't been through it. And and for me, so so here's what about like here's, Dark Souls, where I quit Dark Souls. How do how much have you played that? Uh, I think I'm about fifty percent through Dark Souls. But the same thing, like I gave up. I appreciate the game. I felt amazing. Like I, I felt amazing um, getting through my first handful of bosses. Um, but my tolerance for my tolerance for that difficulty, um, yeah. is, I think it's like, appears to be like lower than yours. Maybe like when it comes to Cuphead, what is the hook for you? Like why, why haven't you quit yet? Um, Cuphead is memorization. So it appeals to that old school, yeah. like Mega Man, and I, and I hate to say it, but it's like Mega Man or Super Mario Brothers. It's exactly like Mega Man, yeah. If you memorize, like, the, if you know, like, oh, when you see the boss flash this, they're going to shoot this weapon, and you can, you'll have to dodge accordingly, or um, when the boss is on halfway health, he transforms into a second state and, like, and starts shooting at the floor, and then you have to, like, jump in the air, you know? And so I, I like, there's a part of me that loves that challenge of like, oh man, you gotta, you gotta hit it perfect. You gotta hit it perfect every time or it's not gonna, you're not gonna do it. But to your point, like you can't do that all the time. Like it took me two years to get to the boss and I haven't beat like the final boss and I still haven't beat the game. Right. And I think, but I, but I know in my head, I'm going to one day. I'm, I'm going to. Maybe that's, but it's like, maybe that's it. It's the promise of eventual success. Yeah, so I, I definitely can make chip away at it, right? Definitely will chip away at it. But for me, like Dark Souls, like I couldn't even chip away from it. Like the learning curve from the beginning was so high for me that like I think in Cuphead, like the first boss you fight is like a flower in the garden or a corn or no, a vegetable I, or something. I, I wonder if you just stumbled on like the design mechanic there. Um, regardless if it's intentional or not, there's something like from the developer perspective where you provide hints or encouragement to the player that they're going to make it through. With Cuphead, that encouragement, um, there's a couple parts, but one of that, what you know, some of that encouragement comes from the fact that you literally did last longer than you did last time that you've yeah. you know jumped over this thing multiple times you can feel and see and demonstrate your success and you know because cuphead is a a platformer left to right the further right mm -hmm. you go the more done you are you are making it spiritually further right the longer you last in dark True. souls or bloodborne or back to my favorite, uh, Hellblade, send it with sex. Uh, I was gonna say sexrifice, Jesus Christ. That's the DLC that's coming out here soon. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like in, in the original game, you experienced what it's like to hear voices, but now what if the, those voices were coming on to you? <laughs> 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 nice. Um, uh, 
so so is that game is that hellblade difficult hellblade is um like dark souls light it's in the spirit of um there's not really much hud uh in part because the the design of the game is that your hud is uh Oral, A-U-R-A-L. Um, it's audible. So you have a bad, you have a voice in your head that says, like, watch out when someone's coming at you from behind that you might not be able to see otherwise from another indicator. Mm-hmm. But it very much is, you know, block, hit right, hit left. The bosses have the gimmick where they have a few moves, but they're all the same moves, right? And you figure it out as you go. You have to time the jump. You have to, stuff like that. It's 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 not as hard as Dark Souls. It's a, It's a different game, but it's in that spirit. I forgot what the point I was going to make. Oh, um, well, so the idea with like like a, like a Dark Souls, the difference between a Dark Souls and a Cuphead or a Hellblade and a Cuphead or whatever is that the encouragement element that you're getting further is minimal, right? So like, oh my God, you just made it past this weird lich who has this huge claymore um, because you rolled enough and you blocked at the right time and you slew him. Mm-hmm. There's no indication that you're anywhere near the end of the level, really, because just around the corner, there's some sort of like like dragon wolf um, who is going to like leap out at you and kill you. There's something about oh, that lack okay. of incur. Yeah. So, yeah, Cuphead at least has like a, when you die or, or it at least has like a little horizontal bar that shows how. Yes. A, a status, like how far you got through the boss battle or the level. And so you can see, like, oh, I am getting a little bit better over time as opposed to, like... I wonder how important that aspect of the design is. So, yeah, it's literally a progress bar, and there's other indications that you're getting... that you are going to make it, as opposed to the total lack of progress bar. Yeah, I, I think it's very important in Cuphead because it's kind of just like the smack in the face where it's like, oh, my God, I can't even get past the first third. What am I doing wrong? And it's like, oh... I just need to jump all this shit I, or dodge it all. I can't shoot it all, you know, or um, so it is, you know, that mechanic that if you keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again, if you're getting a little bit further, you know, you're making progress. Right. And I think this is what's very interesting about kind of UX versus UX for games. Right. I mean, you know, when we want, when we think of design thinking or user-centered design or user-driven development, whatever you want to call it, um, in services or products or software applications, we want things to be usable, right? And people to understand, but we also want things to be desirable, like people want to use it. Or There's a reason why I would quit my, you know, Google Drive or to jump to this service, you know, that... Right. The difference, though, for UX is, is that UX for games is there has to be a friction. That friction is the bread and butter of games. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, It has to have friction. Like, it's not just simple, usable, understandable and discoverable and all the things that we think for UX. But with UX for gaming, there there's there is that friction that has to be there. It has to be difficult, but it can't be too difficult. But it has to be difficult enough to be challenging to keep user engagement. But then if you don't, um, but if it's not challenging enough, people drop it. But if it's too challenging, people drop it. So it's like, what's the reward mechanic versus what's, you know, what are you getting out of it? And why, why grind? Like, 
the reason why I love, uh, like, I don't mind grindy games, like JRPGs are notorious for this, like Final Fantasy or like Dragon's Quest or um, Monster Hunter. Like, Monster Hunter is a grindy game that is also really has a high difficulty level. Like, you can get one hit killed by a monster, no problem. And you have to know how to dodge and get out of the way. And then you have to know how to, like, okay, these are the items I need to wear and the armor I need to put on that enables me to not get hit or disabled by monster. And so it's a lot of a lot of um, learning curve at the beginning. But then once you, the people who love it are the people who love that complexity. They want to, like, max out their armor and their weapons and they know how to move and they know how to fight and they can use strategy and then they kind of can master it. Um, but it's always kind of grindy because in order to make the next weapon or the next armor, you need specific parts of monsters to sure. kill. And those parts don't drop all the time. It's like some of those parts are like only a 15% drop rate or when you kill a monster or only a 20 or 5% carve rate. Like if you kill a monster and you're carving it for pieces. So, but I don't mind grind where other people hate it because, um, because I see the, I guess I see like, this is the mindless enjoyment, but I know there is benefit, you know, down the road. Yeah. L l let's think about the design of grind. Cause that's interesting. I'm not a fan, but I think I could probably pinpoint why. So let's take, um, Let's take a simple grinds mechanic. Uh, just imagine it. Maybe it's in Warcraft. Maybe it's in uh, uh, Star Wars Online way back in the day. Uh, or something like that where you actually have a pickaxe and you're mining against a, uh, a hunk of rock that is sitting next to a tree. To you have like the, the elements of this piece of the gameplay... The, the object-oriented UX part of here, the object of this experience, right, is, like, contains uh, a tangible reward, right? L perhaps you're getting ore, iron ore, from this uh, block. The aspect of encouragement as you go may be present when, hey, shoot, every time you hit this thing, it's like plus one, plus one, plus two, or something like that. There's some sort of like UI, like nudger or or tickler that shows you mm -hmm. that you indeed did do a little bit of uh, mining damage or whatever to this um, rock. There's an element that the the developer can't really control, but there's a, an element of your tolerance for time expenditure. How much time are you willing to spend, maybe on the game overall, um, to get to a certain reward? Um, and because that may determine that you have to whack this thing 50 times or you whack this thing 10 times or that there is a microtransaction to let you just buy the fucking ore, right? And there, there's other things around here. And then, of course, you know, there's the ultimate... Um, multi-step part of this uh, journey, uh, the ultimate experience from completing the fact that you have to mine 20 of these ores from 20 of these different rocks or something like that. Mm -hmm. For me, the big thing isn't 
the the lack of UI or the sense of lack of progress or or I think the encouragement is always there. It's like, man, I can make some awesome draconic armor, but it's mm-hmm. the amount of time it takes to get the awesome draconic armor, which yeah. in the even larger experience require, you know, I need the awesome draconic armor to wander into this part of the realm. And at that point, I... Like it's the time aspect, something the developer can't really control, but I'm not willing to invest that amount of time. I will grind, like I will mine the shit out of planets in Mass Effect 2 um, because I'm willing to devote all my time to Mass Effect. But if I'm not willing to do that for a game um, or the game has taught me that the story uh, or the narrative hit on the other end of that journey, like a Warcraft, like, like, like when I was a world of Warcraft player, like getting to like the end of like a, um, a new expansion or whatever, it was always a letdown because it wasn't the end of the game. Cause there's always another expansion or something like that. It's the time part of that object or that experience object that, um, that kills it for me. For that reason, mm. I don't, I don't care for the grind. That's probably the same case of why I abandoned cup cuphead. I'm like, eh, this is going to take forever, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so Cuphead, like, I think is, um, if you think of the payoff and the currency and what you get, I mean, getting a perfect in a level, like, gives you some coins to where you can buy some abilities. Now, get, granted, in Cuphead, those abilities are like, oh, here's a shield or, like, my all my all of my gun bullets, like, automatically hit. They're like homing bullets, you know? So, I mean, they can be significant game changers right and then but to your point the game itself you can't beat it unless you beat every boss on difficult you know you don't need like the side items you could you just have to beat every boss on difficult and i think that type of flipping of the dynamic is what made cuphead like game of the year it's just like no difficulty is what you need here and that's skill and memorization and and just grindy practice trying over and over and over again um and i know we've talked about this before but I don't mind the grind when it's like that nuanced, right? I mind the grind when it is like difficult for no reason, mm-hmm. um, but not enjoyable. I know Cuphead is super difficult, but I still find it enjoyable. But I, I would never be able to do like um, max levels on something. Like yeah. I want to collect all the items or I want to collect everything like that or I want to be able to do... Um, to me, I'm just not into that kind of the grind. I mean, even if you, I got all the items, I have all the treasures, I have all the armors, I have all the swords, you know, uh, and it's like, well, game of the year, Spider-Man, which was a couple years ago. It was like this. Um, it's, if you've never played Spider-Man for PlayStation, um, it is phenomenal. It is a great game. It is the reason, there's a reason why it won Game of the Year, right? And there's a reason why they made the PS5 Miles Morales version. And I think it's also on PS4 um, because the game is just solid. It's really good. And it has that kind of, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like that sloped learning curve, right? To where it's like, you yeah, can start out playing yeah. super easy, but then you start to realize like, crap, I'm really not using leveraging my equipment and gadgets like the best way that i could yeah. and then when you start to figure that out you're like man i can really like go in and take out 
like a whole crime syndicate because I now know how to recharge, leverage my items, block, but then parry, and you know, and and then uh, start to use super combo moves and whatever. But that doesn't. There's not that. You don't do that from out of from out of the gate, right? It's like learning that expertise and nuance as you go that makes you more effective a player. I really like that. I don't know what it's called, but it's but it's kind of like learning the nuances that help you master the gameplay. And yeah, I, I've experienced and this. Even phenomena. if you have to grind, yeah. So in Spider-Man, the point I was getting to there, sorry, is that. Um, at some point in the game, you have all the equipment, you have all the abilities, but then it turns over to like, ooh, to get the platinum on PlayStation, to get the trophy, right? You have to unlock every outfit. In order to unlock every outfit, you have to do all of these crazy time trials and all of these sneak trials and things. And it, to me, I started it, I got to that point, and then it just became too much. It's like trying to swing through a city and hit all these goal points and shoot between these rings under two minutes. It's just like, I, I could try it 20 freaking times, but I'm never going to get it. And then I'm just like, what am I doing here? It's not, do I need every outfit? You know what I mean? What level What level of crazy is this that I, I don't need? You know? I wonder if that's something about like the collector drive and some people have it and some don't. Um, I have zero interest in collecting all the gear unless it serves at, at like an, an ulterior purpose, i.e. like it actually impacts the narrative in some way that interests me or I'm literally doing it because I otherwise love the game so much and I'm just trying to milk as much out of it. But as an end to itself, collect all the bone plates or, or whatever is is a, a game that I don't want to play. I, I feel like over the over the episodes, we have we've gradually been sussing out what I think is a, a model of gamer experience or player experience. And there's there's another element to this that is somewhere like some kind of a spectrum between um, collect like the the collector drive collection mechanics and yeah. and other and other things and I think for some folks the game is the completionist aspect is the, the game. Yeah, I think when we talk it by the end of season one, we'll probably have one, and by one I mean like some type of metric or guide that we could use. We talked about like. A, a, like a, in lack of a better word, like a, not like a, what is it called with the 2D grid? Like not a Kanban board, but a. Oh, uh, it's a matrix. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, like, so something like, uh, it's, 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 uh, basically like a, like a quadrant matrix or something like that. We talked in the past before. It's like, well, do I want to be the game in yeah. the game, or do I want an avatar to represent me, or do I want to be third party removed? Right, there's a spectrum. It's like one spectrum of it, but or one axis of it, right? And if another axis is like, um, do I want to? How much creativity do I want to bring to the game? Do I want to craft things around it, or do I want it to let me be creative, or do I do I even care about that? But it feels like this other one we're talking about is like. What's your goal here? Is it leveling up, unlocking all your abilities, getting all the trophies, or collecting all the objects? Or you know what I mean? So it's kind of like we should definitely, by the end of season one, at least have like a model that we put up on the website. Yeah, that is literally like on on our quest to find the most usable game. How do we? You know, now we know how to look for it in a three dimensional space. You know. Yeah, I, I think I think that's really interesting because there is um I 
you know, like part of this experience model is one that I guess your, your goal, like what is the, you know, ultimately what is the game you're playing? Um, the, you know, are you in it for, is it a, is the spectrum between like collection and narrative? Is it, um, uh, or, or is it not a spectrum? Is it, is it to your point, you know, like a, like a multifaceted, like, um, chart or a grid i don't know um there's something there because i i certainly consider myself you know if we have if we had little sliders on our on our gamer profiles where i'm i'm heavy into the narrative i'm heavy into the the skill-based difficulty um, because i like refining my technique that's why i like first person shooters so much um especially those that require yeah. you to be we talked good. about that kinsey a kinsey scale it's for a gaming kin- oh my god it's a kinsey scale yeah <laughs> yeah um, we talked about it before but it, for me it would be kind of like i will totally set that grind meter all the way out Jesus. and make it brutal if what that gets me is creative control and power you know what i mean in the game I will grind. I will put in the work if it lets me build what a unique thing I want to build. Yeah. If I have to go on an MMORPG and it's like, you have to get 14 eggs by defeating these 14 dragons and 14 different zones and whatever. And, and I was like, okay, well, what does it get me? And it's like, oh, nothing. You can get like a castle or a keep. I'm like, no, I don't care. But if it let me build a new class with like new powers or something cool I could customize, right? Then I would definitely like, well, let's get those 14 eggs. Are you, are, you, are you a reward-based grinder or how willing are you to grind for the joy of grinding? Like, would you, would you mine, this is a, my, my example here is bad, but would you, would you mine ore to craft, maybe you can craft something with it, but it's nothing game changing. Would you, would you mine just to mine? Do you enjoy the, no. no way. I, it's like the, when they put fishing in games. It's like, oh, do you just want to fish to fish or do you want to catch like the best fish or like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, no, if these fish can, I can turn into a potion that makes me powerful or something, no, then I you, would do you it. Just, you just, know? boy, you just like touched a button. Again, I feel like I need therapy. Like, uh, so I, so let, let's take Sea of Thieves, but this applies to any game that has a fishing mechanic. I will solo Sea of Thieves, go out to some like random rock and I will fish now you can collect different kinds of fish um, and then you can trade them in and then you can you can um, increase your standing with one of the various guilds. Do I do that? No, I don't. I fish. I just, I just fish. Why? Like, like I'm not a collector. Because you enjoy the, the, the experience of just like it calming you and the challenge and then it's like, the like game is up the, the game is the grind there. The game is the fishing grind, right? But I feel like grind implies the collection of some, like you grind to mine, you you grind to accumulate. And I feel like, um, I guess I- But there is some type of reason for some grind. sort of reward. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise it just becomes the, the gameplay. Or Cuphead. Or Cuphead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Design Thinking Games podcast. To connect with your hosts, Michael or Tim, please go to designthinkinggames.com where you can request topics, ask questions, or see what else is going on. Until next time, game on. Game on.